You can be seated. Grab your Bible. Turn to Psalm chapter number 46. Psalm 46. Of course, we are doing things a little bit differently because we have so many people out and trying to streamline everything so that we can stay well and stay safe. Uh, But it is good to see you tonight. It's good to have some guests in the service as well this evening. And uh, one thing is always true, no matter who is able to be here, who not is able to be here. It's wonderful to have the Word of God and know that it never changes, and it's always exactly what we need. And so we'll look tonight in Psalms chapter number 46, and then let me once again just remind you about the services on Sunday. Let's be here, invite somebody to be here with you, and uh, let's not forget that people are still, especially in this day we live in, there's a lot of uncertainty right now. Uh, People are looking for that which is certain. They're looking for some answers, and there's no greater place to find answers than in the Word of God. Uh, the Word of God has all the answers. And you say, Pastor, what's going to happen with this election? I don't know everything that's going to happen. I have my theories just like everybody else has their theories. But one thing I know is true, God is in control. God is not surprised, and our responsibility as Christians does not change. And so uh, I want to continue to build my life as a Christian. I want to continue to strengthen my walk with God. I want to continue to make myself available to Him to be used and become more like my Savior. That should be the goal of all of us. But during this time, people are going to be looking for some answers and certainly be mindful, invite people to church. And uh, it's good to see God, even through all these pandemic months, God continues to add to the church. And so we're certainly thankful for that and look forward to a good day on Sunday. Psalms 46, I'm going to read the entire chapter. This is one of my favorite psalms. And I have uh, brought messages many times from this psalm tonight, and I'm going to do a little study in this chapter. Uh, But let's read uh, Psalm chapter number 46, beginning with verse number 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah, there is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her in that right early. The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord, what desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow, and cutteth the spear in in, in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still, and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Much to look at in this chapter, and there's several verses that I want to spend some time looking at this evening, and I want to uh, speak on this subject, comfort and command in days of calamity. Comfort and command in days of calamity. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, I pray tonight uh, that you would make the Word of God real to us. Uh, May we look at your promises. May we hold to these truths And Father, may it strengthen us 
this is, uh, you remind us that uh, if we faint in the day of adversity, our strength is small. May we uh, gain strength tonight by uh, opening the Word of God, allowing the Spirit of God to speak to us. Father, bless your people. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Uh, we look at uh, this chapter this evening, and, and certainly this is a uh, chapter that uh, is a blessing to me. And uh, many times in my council, there are some uh, different conversations I have with church members and from time to time when uh, somebody asks me for counsel and I try and be a help. Uh, there are certain verses that I just automatically go back to because they seem to apply uh, in a lot of different situations. One is Matthew 6.33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. When we don't know what to do sometimes, we just need to be reminded we have to seek the things of God. When we seek the things of God, then God will add to us what He wants to add to us, keep our priorities right. I use that as an example because verse number 10 of this chapter is one of the verses I like to use a lot. I give my self-counsel from time to time, and that's the best counsel I get right there, is the, the counsel I'll give myself with the Word of God. And sometimes I'll just say, Greg, just be still. I'm on a first-name basis with myself, and so I'll say, just be still. Let God work. You know, that's good advice for all of us from time to time. But tonight, I want us to look at this entire chapter. There certainly are some things right now in our world uh, that are not normal. There is some calamity. There is some turmoil. You look at what's taking place in our nation right now. And if we were not witnessing it, it would be hard for us to even believe it. Uh, but it is certainly a very real thing that we see uh, many, many things in our nation. You, you add in this uh, sickness and the pandemic and all of these different things and so much in this world uh, that is tumultuous right now. On top of all of the problems we had before this year, on top of all of the difficulties we deal with just in life, on top of all the responsibilities and the burdens that we carry, there are all of these things that we have to deal with. And sometimes when it all comes together at one time, we, we think, I can't, it's too much for me to handle. There's a breaking point. But I want us to be reminded of some comfort and a very important command that I've already alluded to when we face days of calamity. Uh, I want to remind all of us that the time's coming. How many of you are saved tonight? You're on your way to heaven? All right. The time is coming when we'll have no more problems. Uh, we'll have no more difficulties. Uh, when we are in glory with our Savior, uh, we're leaving all of this behind. And one day, uh, this won't even be a memory. There, those problems are going away. But until then, uh, I want to be faithful. I trust that you do too. I trust that those who are listening tonight online, you're listening, you want to be faithful. You, you want to uh, have a good testimony. You want to please your Lord. Uh, you know, when, when times are difficult, we have a greater opportunity to please our God. Because it is by faith that we please Him. And so when we have difficult times and we don't know how things are going to work out, how things are going to end up, and we just have to trust God... That's when our faith comes in, and that's when we have an opportunity to please God. But I want to give you some uh, thoughts this evening from chapter number 46. We find the first one in verse number 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Number 1, I want to remind you of the presence of God. Uh, 
the presence of God. Um, I am glad that God is with us. I am glad that God is among us. Just a moment ago, I asked how many of you were saved. I couldn't tell who uh, was watching at home and raised their hand, but I could tell, just everybody that I could tell raised their hand in here. And so if we are saved tonight, we have the Spirit of God that lives within us. I'm thankful to have the Spirit of God. I'm thankful that God is aware of all that takes place. God is our refuge and strength. Um, I hope you're not getting your strength from political commentary. I hope you're not getting your strength from the latest poll. I hope you're not getting your strength from this world because you don't, there is no strength that comes from that. But we have the presence of God. And I love, I love what God says in His Word. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. You got to underline those words, help in trouble. You know, you don't realize how much you need help until you're in trouble. When you get in trouble, that's when you all of a sudden realize, I need some help. And it's amazing how life will do that to us from time to time. Hey, we're doing fine. We don't need anything. Pastor, I'm fine. God, I'm fine. But then find some trouble, and you'll realize how much help you need in that trouble. I'm convinced that many times God will allow trouble to come along in our life so that it reminds us that we have to have Him. You do realize America is the most blessed nation on this planet. You do realize how blessed we have been America has been blessed like no other nation has ever been blessed, ever in the history of mankind has ever been blessed. You know, but sometimes when trouble comes along through our history, it reminds us that we need God, that we're not just self-sufficient. God will do that in the life of a Christian as well, in a, in a home of a, uh, in a Christian home. And, and there are blessings by obeying the Word of God. There are blessings when you acknowledge Him. There are blessings by just doing what God says to do. He promises to bless, and He does that. We all could testify to that. But you know, sometimes God just allows life to take place, and it reminds us that we've got to have Him. I'm in trouble. We're in trouble. Aren't you thankful that when we're in trouble, we're reminded that He is our refuge and strength? A very present help in trouble. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where no man could help you, but you have a God who's there for you. Now, there, there's, we prayed for many who are in the hospital tonight, and certainly doctors and nurses can, can administer treatment as they know how, but those doctors and nurses don't have any healing power. They'll be the first to tell you that. I thank God that they have the wisdom they have and the knowledge they have and that God can use them and even give them wisdom beyond what they have. I thank God for that. But the greatest thing that we can do for somebody else is do what we just did and let's pray for them so that God would do a work in their life. He's a very present help in trouble. I don't know if you've ever done this. How many of you ever had the thought, I don't know how I'm going to get through this? Or maybe we're looking at some things as a nation tonight and say, how do we, how do we survive this? We have to be reminded that we have a supernatural God that can do supernatural things, and where we are limited, He's not limited. 
you do realize that God can take a bad situation and use it to His honor and glory? God can take something where there is no hope and just show everyone that He is the God of hope? God has that ability. He's a very present help in trouble. I thank God that I can look back in my life and look at times where I was in trouble and I needed help, and I can look back and reflect that God was there. He's there with us tonight. Notice verse number two. I, I like this verse as well. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea? Now, if the earth is removed, that's a pretty big deal, don't you think? What about the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea? Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. Boy, I've, I've, I, I, I mention it often, and I've spent several, several, several times throughout the year reminding us about fear, and that fear does not come from God. The spirit of fear does not come from God. If you're facing something in your life right now and you're afraid of it, God did not send that fear. Because with God, there's nothing. It's natural for man to fear. But we are told over and over in Scripture, we don't have to fear because we have a God who's in control of everything. We have a God who is bigger than any problem we face. But isn't it a natural reaction for you and I as limited flesh to fear? I don't know what's going to happen, so therefore I'm afraid. I don't, or, or I know what I'm facing, so I'm afraid. If God is our refuge and strength, how many of you believe the Bible is the Word of God? I'm serious. Those of you at home, how many of you believe it? We believe the Bible is the Word of God. All right? Then my Bible tells me that He is God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. When I'm in trouble, when you're in trouble, when God's people are in trouble, God is there, and He's a very present help. He's not somebody who has help that we cannot reach. What good would it do you and I to have a God who could solve any problem, but we have no access to Him? We have a God who's bigger than anything we face, but we have no access to Him. That's one of the greatest things about God is not just His might and His power, the fact that He would give us access to Him through His Son. He is our very present help in trouble, therefore will not we fear. We should have no fear because God is with us. So, uh, to remind you, to offer some comfort tonight, there's the presence of God. God is with us. Say, uh, Pastor, and sometimes this is said to me, Pastor, I just don't feel like uh, God, God is close by. I just don't feel like I can, I, 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 he, he, He's with me. Well, this is what you do. You open your Bible and you read it and you're, in, and you're with God. Take some time to pray and spend time with Him. The Bible, sometimes we have to hold to what God says more than what we feel. And he is a very present help. Number two, I want you to notice verse number seven. And we'll read down verse number seven to verse number nine. The Lord of hosts is with us. That's another great reminder, isn't it? The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord. I'll give you the point in just a moment. But notice what the Bible says. Behold the works of the Lord. It would do you and I good from time to time, to stop and look at what God has done. 
Look at the works of the Lord. Let me remind you, no matter what you're facing tonight, God has a track record. You can depend on God. You know, it, it, it's something that you and I, we, we fall short in, and it ought, to, it ought to bother us, I think, more than it does, is when we can whine and complain about what God supposedly has or has not done that we, we, we need it done. Let's be reminded of the works of the Lord. What desolations He hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease. Unto the end of the earth He breaketh the bow, the bow, and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Let me statement number two. Remember, God will execute justice. God will execute justice. This verse reminds us that He, can, he stops wars whenever He wants to, to stop them. He takes power out of the hands of people. Uh, this world, I've been thinking about this for some time now. You know, this world is a very unjust place. We're commanded to do justice. We're demanded to judge justly. This world is unjust. Do you realize that you and I fail in being just ourselves? Let me, let me give, give an example. How many times do we incorrectly, or just let's just say it like this, how many times do we judge other people? Well, this is, I know what they were thinking. Well, how do you know? Oh, I know. Well, you may or you may not be right. Chances are you probably aren't right. Uh, but this world is unjust. Uh, Often, I mean, I think it's probably about, just about every week, I, I, if not every week, certainly frequently, I have a church, different, a church member text me or, or, or see me on the way out the door and say, Pastor, I'm, I'm up for a promotion or I apply to this other job. Would you, pray for, would you pray? Sometimes they get it, sometimes they don't. But there has been times they said, I, I, I'm certain that I was, I was the most qualified, but I didn't, you know, sometimes... Uh, you do get passed over. And I wish it wasn't true. Sometimes you get passed over because you don't always attend the, the company activities and events like everybody else. Sometimes it's true, I'm sure. So that's just not fair. That's not just. No, this world's not just. Do you realize there are things that you and I can never control that they're going to be done unjustly to you and I? Let me, let me, let me help, help you tonight. Do you know you can't control what people think about you? That's why you shouldn't live so that everybody likes you. Because let me help you. No matter what you do, everybody isn't going to like you. I mean, I'm your pastor and I barely like you, but everybody, everybody's not, everybody's not going to like you. So we ought to live, what, how? To please God? He's the one that we ought to be living to please. And if we live to please Him, those that are the most important in our life will please them as well. We ought to live to please them. Because some people are going to do, treat you unjustly. This world, we look at our, a good example of this is what's going on with, with our election. I'm certain we all have very strong opinions about what is go, going on with some of the things that are going on in our nation. Do you know there's no guarantee that justice is going to be done? There's no guarantee of that. So, Pastor, what do we do? 
I'm not saying what we should and shouldn't do. I'm just pointing out tonight that God will execute justice. God will make things right. Maybe not the way we would like it done. Maybe not the way we we want it done or when we want it done. But we have to be reminded God is a just God. And he demands that things be done right. And that's a good reminder for you and I to be just in how we deal with people. Just in our actions. Just in our words. And we shouldn't jump to, the conclu- jump to conclusions about other people because we want that same courtesy given to us, don't we? Uh, uh, we should not just assume the worst because we don't want people to assume the worst about us. But I'm reminded when he says he maketh... Uh, he breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth a chariot in fire. There can be a war going on today and God could end it tomorrow. He has that kind of ability. And you and I, uh, we need to, and this, is, this has kind of been my thought, and I've tried to articulate this as best I can since the, the political season got very heated and it's, it's going to continue for some time no matter what happens. So we need to be prepared for that. But I need to put more focus on the things that I can control instead of getting completely frustrated by the things which I cannot control. I, can, I, can, I have opinions. I have strong opinions. I love my country. I love my nation. I, 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 I'm aware of the history of, of my nation. I want there to be a future for, for my nation. I have opinions, and if I'm not careful, my flesh can get out ahead of my spirit. And I know I'm not the only one in here. That'd be a bad thing. So what do I need to do? I need to control what I can control. You know, I can, I can, I can follow the political post, and I do follow the, what's going on politically right now and what's going on in our nation. I can do all that, and I can, I can, I can throw things over that, across the house to make me feel better. I can, I can get all frustrated, and I can call them dirty, rotten, cheating Democrats. I, I, I can do all of that, but that doesn't do near as much good as it does if I pray for my nation. We've got, we've got to do this and this and this. Well, the greatest thing I can do as a preacher of this book is to preach this book. Is to tell people about a risen Savior. And that there's no political party that's going to bring hope, but only the Lord Jesus Christ. See, we, we, the devil wins when his, God's people get our eyes off of him and we don't allow God to take care of the things that only God can control, and we take care of the things that we are commanded to take care of. I feel very unpopular right now bringing these points out, but let me remind us all that God will execute justice. Number three, here's, I've given you some, some comfort, and I'll give you some more at the end, but here's a command I want you to see. Verse number 10, be still and know that I am God. This is a command that will bring comfort. Sometimes we mention that verse and we quote that verse and it's just a verse that is to bring us some comfort. But it's not a verse that necessarily automatically brings comfort. I think of Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. 
there's just something very comforting about Psalms 23. But let's not lose track of the fact in verse number 10 that this is a command. This isn't a suggestion. This isn't some random thought to make my heart feel better, your heart feel better. It is a command of Scripture. If you know English, you know that this is a imperative sentence with the subject as the understood you. You didn't know you. I'll give math lessons next week, but uh, you be still. This is a command. Do you realize we live in a fast-moving world? And your problems don't schedule themselves with you to the most convenient time? Things don't take place as we think it ought to take place. And usually when you have a disappointment coming from over here, you're going to have a problem coming from over here. How many of us have said this at some point in our life? Well, Pastor, it just seems to be coming from everywhere, all coming at one time. That's the way it usually works. Certainly right now in our lives, there's a lot of noise in our world. How are we to make sense of it? How are we not to get frustrated with it? How are we not to be afraid of it and to be focused on the fact that He is our very present help in trouble? Well, it is in the command. If you want to be comforted, you must listen to the commands that God gives. Because truth of the matter is, God is a very present help in trouble. God is our refuge. I think we all would agree with that tonight. But why do we forget it? Because we don't take time to be still. Then why do we get frustrated? Because we don't take time to be still. Why do we get afraid? Because we don't take time to obey the command. God is a God of comfort. God is a God that will bring you and I confidence. God is a God that will give us assurance that He is in control, and that's where we exercise our faith. But what has to take place? From time to time, we have to stop and just be still. And with good examples, what's going on in our nation right now? I, I just want to know. Nope, we don't know. And what if it goes the way that we don't want it to go? then what, what we all need to do is just obey the command and be still and know that I am God. When I take my focus off of everything else and say, God, I'm just going to sit right here and control what I can control, take care of what I can take care of, and just leave the rest with you. First of all, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a comforting life. It's a less, you're not as quite as frustrated. Do you know where frustration comes from? When things are out of our control? Why do you get frustrated at work? Because there's things that you can't control. Why do you get frustrated at home and 
Wives, why do you get frustrated at your husband? Uh, there's no justification for that, but anyway. Uh, well, we get frustrated when there's things that we can't control. So in reality, should a Christian ever get frustrated? We do. But we have, to, we have to obey the command and be still. Well, Pastor, what am I going to do? Pastor, how am I supposed to do? And, and many times, I, I don't have an answer to that particular problem. Usually, I don't have answers at all. I just, well, we got to go to the Bible and see what the Bible says. Well, Pastor, how is this going to work out? And there are times when I have to say, I don't know. Well, what do I do? I guess we don't really have a choice but just to be still and just trust God, depend on God. I think about this for a moment. You don't have to answer this question, but have you ever just been in a situation where you just have to trust God? Ever been disappointed? I haven't. God's never disappointed me. God's never let me down. But can I tell you how there's been many times in my life when I would not listen to this command and I had to do something and I had to see that something got done and I had to fix this myself and I had to, and I had to have a say in what was going on and I, didn't, and I stayed frustrated and ended up making a bigger problem than I had because there are times when God says, just be still. I believe there's so much we're missing out on in the life of a Christian because we're just too busy. We're just too worked up. You know, sometimes it's good for us to put our phone down and actually look at the stars that God put in the sky. And think about how big our God is Sometimes it's good to turn the television off, turn the radio off. Do we still have radios? Turn, turn, the, turn the radio off, turn the record player off, turn, turn, turn all these electronics off, and just be still for a little bit and think about our God and put our focus on Him. Just be still. That is a command that will bring comfort because our focus on Him, this is, gonna, this is a deep statement for you, reminds us of Him. You know why we don't think of God more than we do? Because we don't stop to focus on God like we should. That's why it's important for you to have scheduled time when you spend time with God, time in your Bible, time in prayer, now we all get busy. If it's not scheduled, what gets scheduled gets done. What doesn't get scheduled, what's not scheduled usually doesn't get done. But why is it important to do that? Because I need to, I need to force myself to stop and be reminded of who it is I serve. Stop so I can listen to the voice of God. Not the inaudible voice, but the Spirit of God that speaks to me through his word. But I've got to stop long enough for God to, to give God an audience. Just like God didn't force salvation on you, he's not going to 
grab you every certain time every day and force you to sit down and read his word. No, it's something that we have to make a point to do. We have to be still. And I can tell you there have been many times when I've gone to my knees troubled by things going on in my life, going on in my world. I've been troubled by circumstances. I've been troubled because of things that I had no control over. There's many times I've gone to my knees distressed and in trouble, but I cannot think of one time I've ever gotten up off of my knees with the same distress and the same trouble. Because it's taking time to be still and realize that we have a God who is our refuge. We have a God who is our present help. That's why it's good to read the Word of God and be in the Word of God to remind us of who God is. The reason why sometimes we think that this world is bigger than it is is because we spend more time listening to the world than we do God and, and, and being reminded of why, what God has done and who God is. So let me remind you of the command which does bring comfort. Sometimes you've got to just be still. Just be still and just let God take care of everything. And then let me remind you, lastly, of shelter and protection. We see the same words in verse number 7 that we see in verse 11. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. That word refuge, as you probably know, means shelter and protection. Wait, when God is your shelter, when God is your protection, you, I want to remind us tonight that we do have an adversary. He, he, he's real. The devil is real. I've tried to remind us throughout this election season, and, 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 and I'll continue to do so, that our adversary is not flesh and blood. The Bible tells us that. But it's principalities. It's the prince and the power of this air. We have an adversary that wants to destroy each and every one of us. You know, and he does control the things of this world. But, you know, you and I don't have to have fear because we have a refuge. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. And you know what we do in the life of Christians? If, if we would all just be reminded and wake up to the fact that we have the Spirit of God that lives within us. We have a God who watches over us, a God who protects us, a God who makes the way for us. We have a refuge. We have a shelter. What does a shelter bring? It brings, obviously, protection, but doesn't it bring security? I'm going to be safe. I'm going to, some of you can think back to Y2K. Y'all remember that? Bomb shelters being built, buses being buried, all kinds of things. The world's coming to an end. Little did they know it was 2020, the world's coming to an end, not, two, not 2000. But, uh, you, know, it's, it's, oh, it's, you know, why did people want that? Well, do that because they wanted a place to feel safe. You know, we live in Florida, and every year we face the threat multiple times of storms. And what do they say when they get on when, when, when the storm is coming and it's gonna hit and it's gonna hit at this time and, and you need to get out or you need to find a shelter? 
What are they saying when they say find the shelter? Find the place where you can be safe. Find the place where the winds won't destroy you. Find the place where you can stay dry. Find a place where you can ride this out and survive. God is that to us. I can survive in that shelter. Hey, let me, let me encourage you tonight. No matter what takes place in this world, you can survive with God. You can survive. Well, as I look around the room tonight, even though even so many are missing tonight, you look around the room tonight, I know enough of the stories in this room to know that there are some very big things in the lives of the people sitting in front of me that there was a question when it occurred of whether or not you would survive it. And with God as your helper, you survive it. With God as your help, you can hide. Say, Pastor, when the pressure's on and when you don't, what do you do? I, I wish I could tell you that I was strong enough to to face it on my own, but I'm not. I'm just as big of a chicken as you are. Because there's some things in this world, no matter how strong you think you are, it will make your knees buckle. It will hit you and you never knew it was coming. So what do I do? This is a little phrase that I use often. Quit worrying about thriving and just worry about surviving. Just survive. What do you mean, Pastor, when you say that? Go to God as your refuge, your shelter, and hide in Him. There are many times when I've taken promises in this book and I've hid behind them because I believe God's Word is that powerful I believe God is that true to His Word. When I had nothing else in my life to be confident about, I could be confident in a promise that He had made. I'm just going to hide in this. I'm just going to depend on this. And can I tell you, God has never let me down. If you're honest as well, you'll have to testify, God has never let you down. God is our refuge. Say so, hey, it's a tumultuous world. Oh, it is. And there'll be other things in the future that we don't know how they're going to work out. We don't know how things are going to end up. Besides all this political things we're dealing with and a pandemic and all these things, there's more, there's burdens coming for all of us in the future. There's difficulties that we are going to have to deal with. It's, it's life. What do we do? Sometimes we're just going to have to stop because the world is spinning so fast around us and just listen to that command of just be still. To just stop. Focus on God. Be reminded. He'll make everything okay. And you know, Christian, here's something that we all have to be reminded of. We don't always have the answers. We don't. But we don't have to have the answers because we have a God who has all the answers. And sometimes the answer is just, God, I'm just going to step back and I'm just going to put my complete trust put, put in faith in you and just let you control the things that only you can control. 
We spend too much time worrying about things we can't control and not enough of our focus on the things that we can control. And one of the things that we can control is stepping back and putting our focus on God. And so in, 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 in days of calamity, the pastor things going to get better or worse. I have no idea, but I know I have a God who's the same. I know I have a God who's not surprised by anything. I have a God who still loves me, who still loves you. Jesus is still a risen Savior. He's still saving sinners. His word is still true. And we're to be faithful until that trumpet sounds. That's my goal. That's my desire. And so tonight, you may need some comfort. Uh, I don't know. You may need to heed that command to be still. And just put your focus on Him. The busier we get, the more things are moving around us, the more we have to be mindful of this command. Every once in a while, you know, you may have to get up a little earlier to find that time to just be still. You may have to find you some time during the day where instead of doing something that you don't have to do, you find some time just to be with God and focus on Him. So let's remember these things tonight. Father, I